as a family, Amen. one body of believers, to hear another message from his holy and divine word. Amen. Amen. Psalm 122 says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord just to give thanks to the name of the Lord. Amen. And I believe it is also a good reason for us to be here this evening. I pray the peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ upon you all. And I bid you greetings. I'm blessed and schoolboy happy to be here this evening with my beautiful wife, Tracy, and our wonderful daughter, Inami. Amen. Again, to our visitors, you are our honored guests. And our hope tonight is that uh, tonight's message will open your understanding of God's word, amen, amen, which is able to save your souls, and that it will help you to realize where you are in your relationship as you sit here with Christ, uh, sit here this evening, amen? amen? Amen. Now, my brother Veal already did a beautiful prayer, amen? amen. But it is my custom to always say a prayer before I speak to God's people, amen? So would you pray with me, please? Dear Lord, our God and our Father, it is truly an honor and a privilege that you have allowed us to be here this evening. Father, it is only because of your love, your mercy, and your grace that we are here. Father, we pray for those who can't be here. We simply ask that you would bless them wherever they are. And Father, please grant them another opportunity as well that they can come out and be with us as we sing songs of praise unto you, as we study, Father, from your word, and as we listen to your messages, Father, that come from your men. Father, we pray that you would continue to be with us, that you would strengthen us, that you would bless our, bless our guests who are visiting with us this evening. Father, we pray that your word will go forth and that it would strike that target that it was intended to strike, Father, and do that thing that you would have it to do. Father, it is in the matchless name of your Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that we humbly offer this prayer, and we ask that you would forgive us of our many sins. Amen. 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 Now, it is my hope that no one will leave here this evening saying, Brother Worley said this, wow. or Brother Worley said that. Amen. Right. If there is anything that I say that stays with you after you leave here this evening, I would prefer that you say, Brother Worley said, the Lord right. said this, right. or the Lord said that. Right. I give all glory and honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Amen. because he is the only one who gives eternal life to all who obey him, right. not me. Amen? Amen? So as the old preacher once said, I'm not going to hold you long, but for the next few minutes, I am going to try to hold you strong. If you'll go with me, please, to Mark chapter number one, as was read into your hearing, and look at it about verse number 40. I just want to read it once again for emphasis' sake. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him, and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once, and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded, as a testimony to them. 
However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and, spread, and to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in deserted places, and they came to him from every direction. Is that what your Bible says? Yes, Amen. Amen. Friends, saints, we have a wonderful Savior. Amen. Amen. When you come to Jesus to fix your problems, you've come to the right one. I believe it was Ray Charles who said, you got the right one, baby. Right. Amen? Amen? In fact, Jesus can do anything except fail. Yeah, right. All saints, yeah. has he done anything for you? Yeah. Has he brought you out of something? Yeah. Has he fixed something for you that no one else could? Yeah. Have you ever given up hope only to find that Jesus made a way? Right. Has he done things in your life? Or let me say this. I know I can speak for myself. Amen? amen. He has done things in my life that has made, made me scratch my head in amazement and break out in praise. Right. Thank you, Lord. Right. Thank amen. You. And I'm certain we all have wonderful stories we can share with others about the goodness of Jesus. Amen. amen. And that's why this evening I want to talk about how wonderful Jesus is. How wonderful Jesus is. And tonight I want to cover three main points. Number one, we must have faith in Jesus. We must have faith in Jesus. We must have faith. Number two, we must have faith in the power of prayer. We must have faith in the power of prayer. And thirdly, we must have faith in God's love. For us. We must have faith in God's love for us. So to my first point, when we look at Mark chapter number one, we find that Jesus performed many wonderful acts of healing prior to healing the leper. In our scripture reading, beginning at verse number 40, we see the leper coming to Jesus, pleading with him, saying, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. Friends, saints, it's easy to have faith in Jesus when we realize how wonderful he is. Amen. Have your problems ever appeared insurmountable? Have you ever done all you could to fix your problems? Maybe you've tried grandma's remedies and herbal remedies, taken the advice of professionals and your, your friends and, and loved ones, and none of it worked. Only to realize there was nowhere left to turn but to Jesus. Amen, somebody. Have you ever gone to your prayer closet, fallen on your knees, and disclosed the deepest, innermost desires of your soul to Jesus? I believe some call it a come to Jesus moment. Amen. And that's exactly what this man did. He came to Jesus in his weakest and most vulnerable moment and humbled himself before the Lord with his plea to be made whole. You see, having the disease of leprosy meant he was unclean. And therefore, he was forbidden to interact with those in the regular populace. We find in Leviticus chapters 13 and 14 that the law of Moses commanded a leper to be isolated until he was cured and declared clean by a priest. 
But notice that this man, though he was not a Christian, had faith in Jesus. The kind of faith every Christian should have. Amen? Amen. He came to Jesus and fell to his knees in humble adoration, pleading with Jesus to heal him. Friends, saints, this is a very powerful example of man's faith in Jesus that he can do anything. Amen, somebody. There are times when we too must realize that there are some things we can't do on our own. Some things we just can't fix, amen? Doctors or lawyers can't fix it. Our wives or husbands can't fix it. Mama and daddy can't fix it. Our friends can't fix it. Ah, but there's nothing too big or too overwhelming that Jesus can't fix it. Amen? How do I know? Well, I'm glad you asked. Aside from my many personal experiences, God's word tells us in Ephesians chapter number three and verse number 20. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Friends, saints, I believe that power lies in our faith in Jesus. Amen. Now, this man was a leper and no one could heal him. No doubt this was a very lonely and agonizing condition to be in. Having no one to call upon and nowhere to turn for help. Ah, but then he heard about a man named Jesus. Amen. A man who can fix anything. And no doubt there were many wonderful stories being told about Jesus. Amen. And this leper, like so many others who were sick, heard about the power of Jesus. That he is able to do all things. So he probably thought, nothing is impossible for this man. Amen. Even the winds and the sea obey his voice. At the sound of his voice, things happen. And all of his healings are permanent. Amen? Amen. You see, man has limitations, but not Jesus. When Jesus speaks, things happen in an instant. Things that are impossible with man are no problem for Jesus. Amen? Mark chapter number 10 and verse uh, number 27 says, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. So he came boldly to Jesus, showing great faith in the power of Jesus to heal him. And his conviction is seen in verse number 40 where he said, if thou will, thou can make me clean. In other words, Jesus, I've heard about your wonderful works and the amazing things you've done. You heal the sick. I've heard about the power you have over and the power and authority that you have over evil spirits. Even demons obey your commands. If you want to heal me, I know you can. I believe in you and your ability to make me whole. Amen. And in case you haven't heard about how wonderful Jesus is, look at verse number 41. The scripture says that Jesus was moved with compassion. That means he had sympathy for the man. He put forth his hand 
and touched him and said to him, I will be thou clean. Instantly or immediately in some translations, it says he was cured. Jesus removed his leprosy and healed him with five words and a simple touch. Friends, saints, I don't know about you, but that's powerful medicine. Amen, somebody. This man had been waiting who knows how long to be cured. And without Jesus, he was probably going to die in his condition. Amen. But his faith brought him to Jesus. And because of his faith, Jesus did what no other could do. Oh, how wonderful Jesus is. Friends, saints, there's a lesson here for us. There are times when we need to realize that there's only so much we can do on our own. And like the leper, we need to humble ourselves and have faith in Jesus and his promises. Amen? In fact, we should hold him to his promises. Why? Because that's what he wants us to do. Amen, somebody. It shows him our faith uh, 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 in him and his ability to do what we desire. Amen. Saints, Jesus didn't save us to leave us to our own devices. No. He promised us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. Hebrews chapter number 13 and verse number 5. That means he will be with us until the end, no matter what we're going through. Amen. Amen. When we are weak, he is our rock and our strong foundation. Amen. Amen. When trials come, we can withstand them because we are grounded in our faith in Jesus. That he can do all things. Amen, somebody. But we must believe it. You see, man is able to do some things, but not all things. God has limited what man can do, amen? Man can only do those things that God allows him to do. If man could do all things, then he wouldn't need God. Amen? And although man acts like he doesn't need God or that he is a God himself, he has limitations. And therefore, it would be foolish for any Christian or non-Christian to place too much faith in man. Amen, somebody. The scriptures are filled with many wonderful examples of mind-blowing things that Jesus did. And I'll say it loud, and I'll say it proud. Can't nobody do things for us like Jesus. Amen. We have a reason to take courage during our trials. The scripture says in Philippians chapter number 4 and verse number 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not man, but Christ. Which brings me to my second point. Which brings me to my second point. We must have faith in the power of prayer. We must have faith in the power of prayer. Now, we don't pray to man to help us in desperate times. Amen? Amen. We pray to God through Jesus. God, please allow this surgery to be successful. God, please allow the jurors to see that I'm innocent. God, please allow the loan officer to approve my loan. God is our help. In every situation. Amen. Amen. 
And it is our birthright as children of God to go to him in prayer. Amen. And each of us should have a strong prayer life. And we should be talking to, to God multiple times daily. Amen. Again, Jesus is our example. In verse number 35, if you look up in Mark chapter number 1, we see Jesus doing what was normal for him. He got up early in the morning and went to a secluded place to pray. Saints, Jesus prayed constantly. And with all that he had to endure, he knew that uh, uh, his communication with his father was essential for him to bear our sins. And to suffer an agonizing death on the cross. And in Luke chapter number 11, verse number 1, we see that his disciples were so captivated by his prayer life that they asked him, teach us how to pray. Amen? And in verses number 2 through 13 of Luke chapter number 11, we see that Jesus conveyed to them and us the importance and the power of prayer. Amen? Friends, saints, Temptation and evil is all around us. All you got to do is walk out of your front door. Amen. And we struggle with it daily. And anybody here who thinks they have it all together is only fooling themselves. Amen, somebody. Jesus prayed all the time because he realized that he needed help. Jesus lived just as we do today in the flesh. He was tempted by the devil, and he resisted many temptations that his fellow Jews threw at him. Amen? The scripture says in Hebrews chapter number 2, and the verse is 17, For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to succor, that means aid, them that are tempted, which is us. Here's a news flash. Friends, saints, obeying the gospel of Christ. Does it make sin and temptation go away? And Christians aren't exempt from either. Amen, somebody. Jesus is the son of God and sin and temptation wasn't removed from him. That's why he prayed. And that's why we must pray. In fact, we should pray as often as we can to guard against the arrogance that makes us even more susceptible to sin. Amen. Amen. The the temptation to sin permeates every facet of our lives. Amen. We can't be in situations that tempt us and expect not to be affected. First Corinthians chapter number 10 and the verses 12, it says, wherefore, let him that thinks he stand take heed lest he fall. Romans 3 and the verses 23, we all know this one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. However, when we sin, Jesus does for us what he did for the leper. He has sympathy for us because he's been subject to temptation and he understands what we're going through. Amen. 
The scripture says in Hebrews chapter number four, verses 15 and 16, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in time, to help in time of need. Because he understands what we go through. Jesus intercedes on our behalf with the Father to forgive us when we sin. Amen. The scripture says in 1 John chapter number 2, the verses 1. My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Amen, somebody. Saints, my point is simply this. Jesus wants us to be persistent in our prayers to God that we should receive the things that we ask of him. Our prayer life should be strong and we shouldn't take it for granted. We should continually communicate to God the desires of our hearts in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, or any time in between. Amen? In fact, the scripture teaches us that we should always pray without ceasing. Why? Because our prayer, because prayer strengthens our relationship with God. It shows our faith in him and it lets him know that we value this wonderful privilege that we've been given. Amen. We are privileged because God doesn't hear everybody's prayer. But he hears his children. Amen, somebody. The scripture says in John chapter number nine in the verses 31, God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Again, the scripture says in first Peter chapter number three, the verses 12, for the eyes of the Lord is over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. So we don't annoy God when we go to him in prayer. Amen. On the contrary, he expects us to communicate our needs and our desires to him through our prayers. Amen. Amen. Now, are there times when the Lord doesn't answer our prayers as we desire? Sure there are. But that doesn't mean that we've sinned against him or that we're evil. Amen. Saints. We have to understand that even the petitions of the righteous will not be granted if they do not coincide with the will of God. Amen. 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 Here's another news flash. Jesus didn't receive everything he prayed for either. As a matter of fact, the thing he prayed for most uh, 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 was denied. Amen, somebody. Uh, I see y'all looking at me kind of strange. Turn with me to to Luke chapter number 32. I'm sorry, Luke chapter number 22. And we'll begin reading at verse number 39, Brother Veal, if you don't mind. Verse number 39 and read down through verse number 42. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine 
Amen. And so we see after the Lord's Supper, Jesus going to the Mount of Olives to do what was customary for him. Pray. Uh, his disciples followed him. And when they came to a certain location, he told them to pray. And as Jesus moved a little distance from them, he kneeled down and began his prayer. Amen. And know what he says in verse number 42. Father, if you be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And if you flip over the, to uh, chapter number 23 and you begin reading it about uh, verse number 33 and you go down through verse number 46, we see that his request was not granted. Amen. He was crucified upon a cross where he died. Now, if you think for one minute that Jesus wasn't seeking another option from God, you are sadly mistaken. There was only one option given to him by God. His prayer was heard but denied. So he accepted God's decision without question. When the apostle Paul pleaded with Jesus, I'm sorry, yeah, he pleaded with Jesus to remove the infirmity in his flesh. Jesus said no. Not once. Not twice, but three times. Amen? Jesus told him, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Friends, saints, the Lord is always with us. He is our strength and our comfort. When we are weak, all we have to do is go to him in prayer. And we will be strengthened. Amen. But let's not overlook the good news about how wonderful Jesus is. You see, the denial of his prayer request in the garden has uh, 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 blessed us. Amen. His death made it possible for our prayers to be heard. The scripture says in Romans chapter number 28, and if you begin around verse, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Romans chapter number 8, and if you begin around verse number 28, and you read through verse number 32, the scripture says, all things work for good to them that love God. That's us. To them who are called according to his purpose. That's us. For whom he did foreknow. That's us. He also did predestinate. That's us. To be conformed to the image of his son. That's us. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That's Jesus. Moreover, whom he did predestinate. That's us. Them he also called. That's us. And whom he called. That's us. Them he also justified. That's us. And whom he justified. That's us. Them he also glorified. That's us. What shall, he, shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us some things? A couple of things. 
all things. Is that what your Bible says? Friends, saints, I know that there are times when we get discouraged. Amen? But we must not allow our faith to be weakened through our unbelief. Prayer starts with faith, and our faith is in Jesus. Jesus forever stands ready to intercede on our behalf if we simply communicate desires of our hearts to God through him. Amen, somebody. So when we pray, we should earnestly believe that our prayers will be answered, whether favorably or unfavorably. Amen. If we do not have faith in the power of prayer, then why bother to pray? Amen, somebody. It's a waste of our time. The Apostle James teaches us that when we pray, we must have faith that our requests will be granted. Because if we doubt, it is certain that we will receive nothing from the Lord. Amen. James chapter number one, verses six and seven. Which brings me to my final point. We must have faith in God's love for us. We must have faith in God's love for us. Again, it is wonderful that we can be here this evening. Amen? Amen. God has truly been good to us. Yes. Amen. And we ought to take notice of his many wonderful blessings. Right. Amen. Amen. Friends, saints, we ought to take a moment to think about just how truly merciful God is. Right. Amen. Amen. No one, especially Christians, should take for granted what the Lord has done and is continuing to do for us. Amen. Amen. Some of us forget that we weren't born a Christian. Yeah. Amen. We may act like it, but there was a time when many of us were, let me put it this way, uh, uh, actively engaged in satisfying our sinful lusts. Amen, somebody. We too were enemies of God, but God in his mercy was patient with us, and at the right time, he snatched us from the jaws of death, changed our hearts, and placed us in the kingdom of his son. Amen, somebody. The scripture says in Matthew chapter number 5, the verse is 45. He makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Amen. In other words, don't think that just because you're a Christian... That you're the only one who has favor with God. Right. Amen. Amen, somebody. Amen. That you're better off than others because God is blessing you. Well. Come on, somebody. God extends his grace and his mercy to all men without discrimination. Amen. Even those who deny him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. The greatest sins man can commit against God then and today. Is denying his existence, the existence of his son, worshiping other gods, or making other gods his equal. Amen? So in spite of all the repulsive, immoral, abominable, uh, uh, sinful acts we've committed against God, even though we stopped loving him, he still loved us. Amen, somebody? John tells us in chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, y'all know the scripture. God loved the world, right? That means all mankind so much 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent his son, not his, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. Who was his son? Jesus, the Messiah. Of him, it was prophesied that he would come to take away the sins of the world. Hebrews chapter number 10, the verses number 7. The scripture there says, Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O God. And if you skip down to verses number 12 through 14, the scripture says, After his one and only sacrifice for our sins, he forever sits on the right hand of God, having perfected forever them that are sanctified. Amen? Which is us. He finished what God assigned him to do. Amen? And he did that when he hung upon the cross. Jesus took upon himself the degradation of our sins. Amen? Amen. His sacrifice removes our sins and justifies us forever before God. First Peter chapter number 2 verses 22 through 24 tells us that Jesus didn't sin, we did. Amen? Amen? But he bore the responsibility of our sins bearing them in his own body on a tree. Suffering our shame that we, being dead because of our sins, should have life unto righteousness. By his stripes, we are healed. Amen? You see, we didn't do anything to earn our salvation, nor did we deserve it. Amen, somebody? And Jesus didn't have to give up his life in place of ours, but he did. Amen, somebody? Oh, how wonderful Jesus is. Because God loves us, he extended his mercy and his grace toward us by sending his son to die for our sins. Amen, somebody. The scripture says in Romans, the chapter is 5, verses 8 through 11. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Amen, somebody. So as we look at verses 43 through 45 of our scripture reading, we see that Jesus told the leper before he sent him away not to say anything to anyone. Amen? But he couldn't contain himself. Amen, somebody? And instead, he told everyone. Blabbermouth, huh? Now, I don't know about you, but it amazes me that the leper did exactly what Jesus told him not to do. Amen? Now, he was wrong for his disobedience to the Lord, but when you consider what the Lord did for him, come on somebody, can you blame him? Consider how he must have felt being freed from this terrible, horrible disease. 
Now, I'm not justifying what he did. Amen. I'm simply empathizing with him because I believe in that moment. Amen. Any of us probably would have done the same thing. Come on, somebody. Friends, saints, has Jesus ever done something so wonderful for you that you just couldn't keep it to yourself? Come on, somebody. Has the Lord ever freed you from something or someone? Amen. Think about how you felt when your prayers were answered. Amen. Friends, saints, Jesus gave this man redemption. You see, because of his disease, everyone had to shun him in order not to become infected by him. Amen? Right. He had to yell, unclean, unclean, to avoid infecting others. This also meant he couldn't worship God. And like sin separates us from God, his infection separated him from God, his people, and his community. Amen? He could have no interaction with people until he was pronounced clean by a priest. According to the law of Moses, if you turn to Leviticus, the chapter is 13, and you look at about verses 45 and 46, and I'll just read 46. All the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. Without the camp shall his habitation be. Amen. 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 Friends, saints, there are many among us today who are unclean. But they don't have to yell it out. Amen. 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 We know who they are by their deeds. Jesus said in Matthew, the chapter is 7 and verses 20, Wherefore by their fruits you shall know them. Amen. But notice again how wonderful Jesus is. He left us instructions whereby all men can be redeemed and reunited with God as his children. Psalm 107 in the verses 8, it says, All that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. Oh, how wonderful Jesus is. His redemption is extended to all who will obey his gospel message. There is no other way for man to enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. You can't get into Christ's kingdom by sneaking in. Amen. You can't do stuff like you used to do when you were out in the world. Amen. You know how. Well, y'all remember when you used to do the club hopping thing. Amen. Right? And how one person would pay to get in. Right? And he would somehow make his way back towards that side door, that back door. Prop it open. Right? So the rest of the crew could sneak in behind him. Amen? Yeah. Y'all remember how when you wanted to hang out with your buddies? Right? And mama and daddy told you, look. You can go on out there if you want to. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But you better be back in this house by such and such a time. Because if you're not back in here by that time, I'm locking the door. And you're going to have to either stay out there, sleep on the stoop, huh, or find someplace else to go. Because you're not getting back up in here. Amen? So what would you do? Huh? You'd make your way back to the room. Huh? Take the latch off the window, prop it open a little bit. 
Huh? So that if you were late getting back, huh? They couldn't find out. Amen? Yeah. Y'all know we used to do that kind of stuff. But not so in Christ's kingdom. Amen? You can't sneak in. Amen, somebody? And I don't care what anybody else tells you, there is only one way to enter into Christ's kingdom. And that is through the door, which is Jesus Christ himself. Amen? Jesus said in John chapter number 10 in the verses 1, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that enters not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. And in verse 9 he says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Again, he says in John chapter number 14, verse number 6, y'all know this one. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. Saints, I'm trying to help somebody. If you could hear my voice, I want you to be to, to, to just rest assured that there is a way that you can have eternal life, but it can only be found in Jesus. And you can only receive it by following his instructions. Amen. Now, I don't care what man says or designs. Amen. He'll never be able to change what God has ordained. Y'all recall the mantra of uh, uh, Coca-Cola? It's the real thing? Well, God's word is the real thing. Jesus has the words and the way of life for all who will obey him. Jesus is the real thing. Amen. Jesus said in John chapter number 12, the verses are 49 and 50. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Amen. So we have to do it Jesus' way. Amen. There is no sneaking in. Amen. But there's no mystery either. Amen. It's real simple. Okay, All you have to do to become a member of God, of Christ's kingdom and a child of God yeah. is believe the gospel that you've just heard. Right. Amen? Amen. Repent of your sins. That simply means that you decide that you're going to do a 180. You're going to turn around and go the other direction. Right. Yeah. It means you're going to start to live your life right and put away all those things that you know are wrong. Amen? So you repent, and then you confess that you believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And upon making that, that confession, we will baptize you for the forgiveness of your sins. Amen? Oh, how wonderful Jesus is. How wonderful Jesus is. Don't you want to experience how wonderful Jesus is tonight? You don't have to leave here the same way that you came. Amen? You can leave here knowing and, and, and living the goodness of Jesus. You can live for the rest of your life knowing that your sins have been forgiven and that you are a child of God. 
Oh, how wonderful Jesus is. Amen. If you're here tonight and you're already a member of the body of Christ, if there's anything that you'd like to share with the congregation this evening, please come now as we stand and sing this song of invitation. Amen. Hymn number 453.